Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Sportster Show. This show is going to be mostly about the action that happened this week in WWE and AEW. We've got Raw, we've got SmackDown, we're headed towards WrestleMania Backlash, AEW has offered Dynamite, they offered the Battle of the Belts 2 show, which was on TNT on Saturday night, with a title change and some showcasing of some Ring of Honor talent. Uh, so lots to digest here. We're going to do that on this week's show. Spend about 40 minutes with you or so and have a little conversation. Norman and I, Jim Parsons here from the Sportster. Depending on where you're listening to this show, we hope that you like and subscribe. Check it out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Share it on your social media platforms. Anything you can do to help us grow this show. Now that we're back doing the podcast on a regular basis, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, have some fun. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy. This is episode three of the Sportster Show podcast. <laughs> Podcast episode. It's another recap. It's another talk about WWE and AEW. Uh, Norman Quarantine, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to catch all of AEW's Battle of the Belts too. I know you did, so mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that. I did watch both Monday Night Raw and WWE SmackDown this week, kind of keeping an eye on what's happening as we record this right now. We're live on YouTube for everybody who's with us. Monday Night Raw is tonight. Uh, happy Easter Monday, happy Easter weekend by for everybody who uh, celebrates and is watching this right now. We hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. But we're going to do a little uh, WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown, AEW Battle of the Belts, kind of a recap, all mashup in a quick, what, 30 minutes here? Is that the plan? Yeah, as, squeeze as much in as we can, I guess, yeah. Sure, yeah. So hopefully people get the chance to... Uh, enjoy a little wrestling conversation and if they're on youtube right now with us live they can interact and and chat a little bit i'll pull up the video and see if i can't um see what's going on in the comment section if anybody's with us on this long weekend and hope you guys are enjoying it uh where do you want to start bud do you want to talk uh wwe raw you want to talk wwe smackdown you want to talk battle of the belts too where do you want to start yeah do you want to run down um 
last week's uh, last week's raw real quick and just see talk about some of the bigger moments from from the, that three hours of uh, of uh, of sports entertainment. Yeah, let me pull up the uh, the sort of itinerary that happened here on Raw because I want to make sure that I I sort of get um, you know the actual schedule of events as they happen. I do remember though that both shows for me this week uh, were somewhat lacking in terms of star power. I didn't feel like WWE brought out all the big guns this week. I mean, Cody was on the show, Seth was on the show. Uh, they're setting up what is going to be Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes uh, two. At WrestleMania Backlash, we got some developments towards WrestleMania Backlash, right? We learned that Brock Lesnar's not going to be there. He wasn't on Raw this week. Uh, it wasn't on SmackDown. Neither was Roman Reigns. So a lot of the big guns were there. This week was really about RK Bro and the Usos. That was kind of the big takeaway uh, for me from both Raw and SmackDown was they were really pushing this unification tag team uh, title match. We got uh, the tease of it, and we got what I think it was uh, Randy Orton and Jey Uso on Raw, then we got Riddle and Jimmy on SmackDown, and the two fighting kind of in singles matches, things like that. So um, it was interesting that WWE didn't really pull out the big guns post-WrestleMania, and they're doing a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, are you excited about this? This is typically uh, the time of year where we do a lot of rematches, right? We get the WrestleMania rematch, so Rollins and Cody too. Uh, let me ask you, because they, they really plugged this one on Raw, are you excited about the prospect of these two guys wrestling again? What do you think is going to happen? Their first match at WrestleMania was a banger. So yeah, uh, can they can they repeat this? Yeah, I mean, apparently they well, not apparently they they did have a they had a dark match when SmackDown went off the air. Um, so yeah, I think and apparently for, by all accounts it was good. Someone did upload like fan footage of it. They uploaded the entire match. Apparently it was really good. I guess they're just kind of those two are just going to keep having dark matches until they've perfected a sort of performance you know and so by the time wrestlemania backlash rolls around they're going to be like ready to sort of deliver a match that was even better than their wrestlemania match um so yeah i'm, I'm what definitely... i did see if that dark match though was it's already cut you off there was it looked a lot like the finish of the wrestlemania match where he did the three absolutely uh, yeah roads crossroads and away you go right so he gets the win there, yeah but, and they're gonna have to plan uh, hopefully they're not gonna repeat that no yeah right? they're gonna have to pull something else out of the bag i think i mean who knows maybe maybe rollins will actually um get his win back over over Cody but yeah I mean look that their match was so good so I'm excited to see to see them redo it um but yeah after that I think probably time for both of them to move on to to new things for sure yeah uh Cody fought the Miz this week that was what opened the show was a Miz TV with Cody Rhodes uh it was decent nothing to whatever pretty typical type of Miz TV promo. Miz plays the bad guy. Cody plays the, hey, now chill down, dude. The big takeaway seemed to be that Cody, and I saw that you did a video on this, was using a lot of terminology that is a no-no in WWE, right? Uh, belts instead of titles, uh, wrestlers instead of superstars. I have to ask you, do you think the, the theory here that maybe he's the one guy who's allowed to do this because they want to keep the idea and the mystery the mystique around him coming from AEW, so he's not quite a WWE guy yet. Do you believe that theory, or do you just believe this was one of those things where Cody's like, oh, right, I'm not supposed to do that? Um, I believe that it's intentional, for sure, yeah. I think that um, I think that he's been... I, 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 I believe it may have even been... No, I don't believe, like, as in I, I have any inside information, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, if it was... Um, you know his idea um so yeah i can definitely think i can definitely see uh yeah i i I believe that when once cody like rejoined he probably pitched the idea or or something along those lines or maybe he even said 
you know, I don't want to say, you know, because he's been in AEW for three years, right? He doesn't want to just say, um, he doesn't want to, he, he's used to, to saying, using lingo at his own discretion and saying whatever he wants to say pretty much, right? Include, even if that's like a cuss word. Um, so yeah, he's allowed to say what he wants to say. Um, and so he's been used to doing that for three years. So I think he probably showed back up at WWE and was like, look, Vince, uh, it's going to be difficult for me to, to, to fall back in line and start saying sports and sports entertainment instead of wrestling and titles instead of belts. And then maybe there was a discussion after that where Vince was like, Hey, I got you. And they, and they sort of hash yeah. something out where it's part. So it's definitely intentional. I don't think he's slipping up on, uh, he's like accidentally slipping up or slipping up like on purpose. I believe, I believe it's pre-planned. Um, which is kind of fun. I think it's kind of fun. And I think it was yeah, fun that, I that I, smart. yeah. And I like the Miz chastising him for it and it's actually one of the Mm -hmm. i I feel like it's like it's very rare that we get these sort of um fourth wall breaking sort of things uh that are like done well i mean i think of the pipe bomb obviously um but yeah this this kind of i mean it's not quite the same because it obviously is kind of pre-planned but i do like that it's there's like a self-awareness there right where um where wwe is almost poking fun at itself in a way you know yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I think it does keep him a little bit outside of the bubble that is all the main guys on on Raw in this case or in the WWE roster. Like he's got that. He's just a little different, right? And that's kind of a good thing because you want him. They're pushing him as a main guy. They're, they've been using him in advertisements on Raw, kind of almost by himself exclusively. Like he's the big draw on that show now. But they're keeping him slightly separate from everybody else, which I think is really smart because you sort of need that. You know, what's the deal with Cody? Uh, narrative in the background, right? So uh, I like that. Uh, Veer Mahan defeated Dominic Mysterio. As far as I know, that match was originally supposed to be Rey Mysterio, uh, but there was an, an issue, an illness, non-COVID-related or a personal matter of some kind that Rey Mysterio had to attend to, so he was not on Raw this week. Mm. Uh, but Veer Mahan looked pretty dominant. Uh, what I like about this is that WWE is really going with the Veer Mahan beating the crap out of people after the bell sort of thing. I might have mentioned it on the last show, and I don't know if I did here, but uh, I get this like Umaga feel from Veer Mahan, right? He's not as big and he's not as you know menacing looking as Umaga was, but he's kind of got the same. They're booking him in the same sort of style, right? He's pretty dominant in his matches, and he submits you, and then he beats on you afterwards, and mm. he's just ruthless, right? Yeah. I didn't love the promo afterwards where he's like, "I will strike fear in every man." When they asked why he did that, didn't make a lot of sense, no. but I still like the. Uh, the way that they're booking him. I, I remember us talking, I thought this was going to be potentially a disaster here because they held him off for like six months mm-hmm. and they're going to make this a joke. But mm-hmm. actually in two weeks now, he's looked pretty decent. So considering all the time we waited to see this guy, um, not too bad. Yeah, um, I mean, it is weird. I give yeah. you like 10, 15. Yeah, you got any <laughs> thoughts on beer? Yeah, I mean, it is weird. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I actually didn't know anything about the Rey Mysterio being sick thing. And I did think it was weird that he was like... Um, uh involved in he was like wrestling dominic basically uh yeah i mean yeah. i'm I, as always even if it's something i mean like I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes it's not like grabbing me in a way um i find i kind of find the like here's a big guy he's he's debuted and now he's just squashing a bunch of people do you know what i mean I, I kind of find I, I find that a little bit tired now but um you know you never know they might throw they might throw a curveball in there somewhere and it might get a bit a little bit they might make it a little bit different but but as always, you know, 
intrigued to see where it goes, even if where it goes isn't isn't good, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we'll see how long they can they can make that last, right? Mm-hmm. It works for some guys, like it didn't work for Omos terribly mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. but it seems to be working okay for Veer, so We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get your opinion on this one. So AJ Styles fights Damian Priest in a match, a singles match, mm-hmm. and the match ends in what we believe is a no contest. I don't think there was actually a result here, right? Uh, but what happens is so Damian Priest throws AJ Styles outside of the ring. He takes a knee. The blue light from Edge's entrance comes on. Damian Priest sort of looks at the camera, looks down. I don't know what it is, a shadow, a shade, a, a head. I don't know what's in the way. But you can't really see Damian Priest's face all of a sudden. Then he looks up again, and he's got these big blue eyes. So he's something has overtaken Damian Priest, or he's popped some contact. I don't know exactly what they did there and why they did it, because they mm. didn't explain it at all, and mm-hmm. they didn't have an end to the match other than AJ Styles you know, at the end, cutting a promo going, uh, this is not how this is going to go, mm. blah, 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 blah. What do you think of that? Like, or what are we looking at here? Are we looking at uh, Edge's new stable has got some sort of um, cult-like spiritual ritual thing that they do? Or are they yeah. like the Ministry of Darkness meets the Brood? Or is this just some sort of, I don't even know what to make of it. And we're going to probably find out a little bit more I mean, tonight, it's, a, but... I, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a little bit goofy, you know. I would, I would if, if they're going to do that, just have him just have it be against someone have it be against like a lesser wrestler than AJ Styles and have him win and then do that right and then build up to the an AJ match at some other a little bit later or something right it's yeah, a, as always it's like that. a cool concept like the edge edge having his own stable is like a kind of cool concept i i and something that i find like interesting but again i feel i feel like they're just kind of laying on a little bit too thick and adding too many elements where it's a little making it a little bit goofy when they don't really need to yeah, I'm with you. Like, if you're going to make this about the faction, if you're going to make this about Edge and Damian Priest and whatever it is that they're doing, I don't think you need AJ Styles yet. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea is that you will get to AJ Styles eventually, that the end result here is Edge versus AJ Styles, probably, um, or some you know version of that. Uh, you could do all of this with jobbers and squash guys and enhancement talent and things like that, mm. or just other guys that don't get used very often, and you could have the Damian Priest storyline and the eyes and all. You don't necessarily need AJ for all that yet. Yeah. So I'm with you. I could see why you, you might want to separate those two ideas and then eventually have them clash after you've built a little bit of the background and the storyline or the mm. whatever's going on with this Edge group, right? Um, seems like they're rushing it a little bit, but I wasn't expecting it, like, at all. I just sort of was thinking about this match. I'm thinking, hey, this is a pretty good match. You know, then all of a sudden it turns into that. So, mm-hmm. so people were a little bit surprised by it. Uh, Ezekiel is back on Raw again, mm-hmm. Elias's younger brother. Uh, mm-hmm. This time we've got him involved in a promo with Kevin Owens and Tommaso Ciampa, mm. which I thought was very interesting because we had heard rumors or inklings that maybe Ciampa was going to be destined for this Edge faction, mm. speaking of that group. But he's not. Instead, he's in a comedy promo. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was decent in it, but I'm a little surprised that that's where they're choosing to use him. And then Ciampa made other comments this week about how He's, I wrote an article on the Sportster for it that he's really easy to please creatively. Like he's not looking to do or stand out. Or he's not like a Sami Zayn. Not that there's anything wrong with what Sami Zayn is doing, but Sami Zayn is very like I want to have a little say in what I'm doing. I'm really interested in my own creative. I want to pitch my ideas. Champa's the opposite. He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever they give me, I'll do it and I'll I'll make the most of it. Clearly, this is not what most people expected. But he's in a comedy promo. Are you th- are you turning a little on this Ezekiel thing? Like, I'm actually, as strange as it is, somewhat fascinated by it. Like, 
I don't know where they're going, and yeah. I don't know how you end this because yeah. you clearly cannot have this. Is not like Undertaker, Undertaker, right? You can't dress mm-hmm. somebody like Elias, right? So what are you going to do here? Like, how yeah. eventually do you end this? Is this just Ezekiel turning back into Elias? Is this somehow the two of them? Like, he's posting pictures on Instagram where he's photoshopping himself with his brother. Like, yeah, I don't know where this is going. I'm I, fascinated by. I it, mean, though. I like the idea of everybody, like every, like so the 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 run. The joke is that either everybody actually thinks that Ezekiel is Elias's brother, apart from Kevin Owens, or everybody is just ribbing Kevin Owens. So, like that, I like yeah. I like that idea. Um, I hope Kevin Owens doesn't sort of. I hope his involvement in this Ezekiel thing kind of peters out a little bit. I because I would have. My assumption was that after WrestleMania. Um, maybe Owens would sort of take a, take a few weeks off and then come back and be sort of gearing up for some some sort of big push, you know. Um, I mean, he may have invented WrestleMania, but I mean, some sort of reward for you know jobbing to Austin. How good and, he was, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I want I'd like something a little bit different for Kevin Owens, but I'm not completely um, put off by the Ezekiel thing. It's just a little bit of fun. It's not. Um, I mean, I don't really think there was anything wrong with Elias. I kind of thought that was a, he was a good character, and there was a point when he was probably one of the most over people in the company. Uh, so yeah, you know, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see where. This, I do love Kevin Owens. I mean, he's making the, I, the. What I will say for all three guys, I mean, I don't know how much you want to count Chomp in this, but all three, or at least the two of them, super invested in this. Like yeah. you can tell just watching them, Committed they're to the into bit. it. Like, yeah. oh, absolutely. They're not just like, oh my god, why did they give us this garbage to do? And they're mm-hmm. just going through the motions. They're in it. Like, yeah. Elias and Ezekiel are having fun with this. Kevin Owens is really being Kevin Owens, like ultimate tenth level Kevin Owens. Like it, it's making it work for me, and that's yeah. what I really kind of find interesting about it. So who knows where this will go? And, and Kevin if those Owens... guys are having some input on there creatively. It could get good. Yeah, and, and Kevin Owens is the same as uh, Sami Zayn's the same, right? He's just. Everything he is given, he makes it great, and he seems to he seems to care about what he's doing. And yeah, even if it's comedy stuff, even if it's hokey stuff, they make it good. And yeah, you know, because yeah. they're pros and they're great. So we won't talk about this one. But we'll just at least acknowledge it. Naomi defeated Liv Morgan by a pinfall. Not too much to take away from that match. Uh, MVP explained why he turned on Bobby Lashley. So basically, he says. Um, you're nothing without me. You were squandering down marrying Lana, although he didn't talk about Lana by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just basically uh, shooting on how much Lashley wasn't getting anything done and mm-hmm. that MVP coming in and, and elevating him to the next level, making him the almighty, and then he got no appreciation for it whatsoever. So he bails on Lashley and he joins Omos because Omos is now the present and the future. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty traditional, basic manager bails on one guy goes to another type of promo, but I, I thought it worked. I thought Lashley did a half decent job. He's hit or miss for me. He can stumble through his words a little bit, but, uh, I thought his promo was pretty good. So, uh, very basic one-on-one, uh, heel manager kind of stuff, but it worked for me. Uh, are you sold on the MVP Omos partnership? Yeah, man, I think it, I think it makes sense. Honestly, I think uh, Lashley had had mostly outgrown the need for MVP, and Omos is in <coughs> Omos is in desperate need of of a mouthpiece. So yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, Austin Theory has let everyone know now he's just Theory. So he yeah. did a backstage uh, interview where he said, "I talked to McMahon. This is the first time I've really ever seen them kind of acknowledge this. By the way, right? Like they've changed the names a lot, and they've dropped some names. They've moved people around. It's not." 
abnormal at all to just go by one name in WWE now, and that's what we're hearing is that Vince McMahon no longer wants anybody's real name attached to their character, mm-hmm. which is why Rizal, Ra- Raquel was changed. Her last name was changed. Uh, you know, Pete Dunn is now Butch. You've got all these guys moving around, right? Theory says, hey, I talked to McMahon. We both determined that Austin doesn't need to be there anymore. So now I'm just Theory. So that one's interesting. And for the first time that I can recall, people are kind of into it. You know, like it's one of those things where they're like, yeah, this isn't going to be a big deal. Maybe because they've shown so much that changing the names doesn't really affect anybody. Um, but it could be just Theory is kind of a decent name for him. So mm. uh, we'll see. Belair defeats Zelina Vega. Not much to take away from that one other than Belair is dominant again. Uh, Sonia Deville reveals herself as Belair's next opponent, though. So she has an open contract. She's talking up how Belair said she could beat anybody, gives her this thing, says, I'm going to tell you who your opponent is in a minute, assuming that you are exactly what you say you are, which is willing to challenge anybody and take on any opponent. So Belair signs it, uh, and then Sonia Deville attacks her from behind and signs it and says, I'm your next opponent. So I didn't love this. I mean, it's interesting. I would have liked this if this was the first time we've seen Sonya Deville do this, Mm -hmm. right? Unfortunately, now we're on the third or fourth run of this. Like, she's attacked Naomi. She's attacked Ronda Rousey. She's attacked other people using her authority to abuse whatever power she's got. Yet, for some reason, she's never punished. She's not fired. Mm -hmm. She's not given a new role. Mm -hmm. She's not made to be a wrestler. Like, Nothing's happening here. So for me, it's starting to get a little old. I like Sonya Deville a lot. Yeah. I think she'd be a very strong in ring talent. I thought she was really, when she had to leave for all those personal reasons, uh-huh. I thought she was fantastic. She was like at the top of her game. Yeah. This I'm not loving. No. Uh, did you Did you like this? Yeah, I mean, here? they don't, I don't know why we're supposed to think that she's a threat, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, she's, she hasn't really, she hasn't really had many matches over the last couple of years. Like, I believe that she, I believe if they were to, like, actually build her up, she could be perceived as a legitimate threat because she obviously she has an actual, like, MMA background, etc. Uh, but she just hasn't really done anything in the ring recently to make us believe that she's, like, a legitimate threat to Bianca Belair, who is just one of the best athletes in the world. <laughs> you know, one of the most impressive yeah. sort of performers on the planet. So, yeah, um... I mean, if it give, it's give it's giving Bianca something to do, I'm sure it's going to be a little... It's not going to be, you know... It's, it's going to be a squash whenever they do have, have that have that match. So, um, you know, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not super pumped for it or excited for it or anything like that. I think there are better opponents for Bianca, for sure. Yeah, I just don't love the wishy-washiness of the authority figures. You know, when you've mm. got a playing heel one week and babyface the next week, or you've got Anna Pierce acting like a bad guy, but then scolding Sonya Deville because she's acting out of line. It's like... Who's what's going on? Yeah, here? there really needs to be some more consistency great. there. Every time yeah, I tune in, really they're in no like a different thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, so I did misquote myself. It wasn't uh, Orton versus uh, Jay on Raw. It was RK Bro defeating Alpha Academy, and then uh, Usos defeated the Street Profits right. in the main event, yeah. which was a decent tag match. Yeah, uh, I really kind of liked that one. But the this, this same kind of thought applies here. Street Profits does the job to the Usos, kind of gets out of the way, so this unification match can happen. Um, at Backlash, and it's really about RK Bro and the Usos, and that the Usos came to Raw on the behest of Roman Reigns to challenge for the titles, and then we're going to learn that RK Bro is going to go to SmackDown on Friday and kind of do the same, although they're not challenging, they're accepting the challenge. So, uh, decent tag match there. Uh, I don't know if you want to make any comments on that main event, but we can move right into SmackDown. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it leads in, it leads into SmackDown for sure. Yeah, so we lead, we lead into the the op- opening of SmackDown for sure. Yes. So RK Bro comes out to start the show, and they mm. uh, essentially are there to talk up how Usos went to Raw, so they're coming to SmackDown. 
Uh, Usos come out and uh, kind of some back and forth about how great each one of their two tag teams are. And then Orton accepts a challenge on behalf of both of them. There's a little small of a, a kind of an attack on Riddle. So Riddle then wants to wrestle Jimmy and that's going to be the main event on mm. SmackDown. Decent main event. Uh, this was pretty much the high point of SmackDown, though. There was not no Roman Reigns, no Brock Lesnar, no... I mean, there was Drew McIntyre, but he's kind of in his thing with Sami Zayn, so nothing major there. Uh, do you? Did you find it... Uh, there was a lot of title action, actually, on SmackDown, but I still felt like the show was missing star power. Um, am I wrong there? Like, even though there was like, an Intercontinental Tag Team title, all these things were happening. The women's championships were, like, defended and, and showed up. Mm. Um yeah, so am I wrong that it's missing the star power there? Yeah, what hap- was the um what happened with the women's tag? Wasn't it a was it or was it a singles? Was it a singles match or am I thinking of Raw? It was a singles match between Naomi and Rhea Ripley. That's Event, right. Yeah. I think from what I've read it was originally supposed to be Sasha Banks versus Ripley, then all mm. of a sudden that was changed like an hour before showtime. Interesting, yeah. And it became Naomi versus Rhea Ripley. Basically it was a showcase for Rhea Ripley. She won. Right, um, yeah. And kind of showed off her stuff there. So Sasha was on the outside. Liv Morgan was out the outside. I think there was something about Ripley missing Raw last week because maybe she was in COVID protocol or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so she was on the show this week, and she got kind of a highlighted moment. Yeah. Uh, but the women's title for SmackDown was also on the show because Charlotte did a, a, a promo with Drew Gulak, who is right. now trying out for an announcer role. Which was very, um, very which... jarring to see, just him show back up again, and suddenly he's like a backstage interviewer, but, I, you know... We'll see where it goes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the audition. Yeah, you never know, right, with these guys, because maybe they're into it, and maybe they're just like, oh, my God, really? Um, you don't know. If we were just a fly on the wall. It would mm-hmm. be great in having those conversations to go, okay, well, maybe Gulag's kind of like, seriously, dude, whatever. Like, put me on TV. Like, give me something to do, right? Uh, and so he, the idea of him auditioning for this thing, he does two promos and then taps out very quickly to Charlotte Flair in figure eight, um, saying I quit, you know, to show that Charlotte can actually tap out um, – not just, you know, an enhancement female talent, but, like, somebody who legitimately knows submission wrestling, like Drew Gulak, he says and screams, I quit a bunch of times. I th- it sort of works for me, right? Like, I don't want to say you have to have Charlotte tapping out a man for this to, to play against Ronda Rousey. I'm not suggesting that at all. But it did have that kind of, like, a okay, he's, he's a step up from what she could be doing this to, and he's a legit threat in that respect when it comes to in- you know, mat wrestling and technical wrestling and things, and he quits like right away. Right. Yeah, so yeah. she's seriously a threat, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the cell that you're going for here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of worked for me. I don't know. What'd you make of it? Are you? Yeah. I mean, like, it's a little bit, I mean, yeah, I think it's look, as long as Drew Gulak is, has something to do, that's good. You know, um, I, I believe he probably has some, some, um, I'm not actually positive on this, but I think he has, he's, he's doing some sort of backstage, stuff as well right i mean he's got such a great wrestling yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he's doing i don't know for sure but i I feel like i wouldn't be surprised if he's doing something like that and he's just he's definitely coaching a lot of people as well he's got such a great wrestling mind he's someone that you want to keep around but if there's no you know i as much as i like him it's very very difficult for someone like drew gulak as good as he is in the ring bell to bell it's very difficult for someone like that to add to to be very very successful in wwe there's a very there's very few exceptions right brian da- daniel bryan is one there's a couple more but yeah um so yeah i mean it, as long as he's doing something and if he's happy then he, then you know good for him man but yeah and it, yeah you're right it made charlotte look uh look really strong yeah and it's tough because you get gulak doing his powerpoint presentations that's like when he's the most over right and right. Then you're gonna have people arguing like this is super lame for a guy like yeah. gulak to mm-hmm. be doing right so you can't win either yeah way. yeah like, 
Gulak does something, gets on TV, he's funny and popular, but it's the type of stuff you're thinking, oh, he can't possibly enjoy it. Right. You never know, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of the one guy that he interviews, Madcap Moss, he has his first sort of babyface match on the show, uh, defeats uh, Umberto and Angel Garza. The hint here maybe that Los, Los Lotharios might not be on the same page because right. Angel kind of gives Umberto some uh, flack for losing to a nobody. Yeah. He called him. So we're going to get Angel versus Madcap this coming Friday on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Uh, Madcap as a babyface sort of works for me. They might have to change up his look, though. I don't know if you can keep running with the suspenders and the goofy. Yeah. Although he was being comedic, right? He put the kiss can between his butt and yeah. you know, says, kiss my ass. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff, right? So I don't know. We'll see how that one goes. Yeah, um, for sure. Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn runs off again. So this yeah. is now the second week in a row that Zayn has said he's not afraid of Drew McIntyre, but clearly is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you are you a supporter of them? You know, repeating these things week after week to sort of build up the idea that Sami Zayn continues to run away, and then yeah. you, you get the anticipation of McIntyre finally catching him. Yeah, or do you kind of go to the school of like you can't do this more than once. It's old. Maybe they have a cage match or something. I don't know. That's traditionally where they go. Lumberjack match. Running yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, so yeah, they're having a lumberjack yeah. match. Yeah, which I absolutely despise. I hate lumberjack matches, but um, you know, I don't mind them doing it for a second week in a row. And it's and yeah, I mean, I guess. Now that you know, where Sammy's got nowhere to run, so I guess you know that I guess that's where they were going with it. So yeah, well he could weasel, he could find a way. That's, that's true. It's possible. About that's why matches, just do a cage I, match, not lumberjack. I, do I'm cage. also with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't love lumberjack matches because the lumberjacks usually are the bunch of the lamest group of people. Right? Yeah, but they're also half heel, half baby face. And typically, Sami Zayn, although I think the character that we're learning right now has no friends, yeah. Um, so even the heels probably don't like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably not going to have much support, but maybe he weasels his way out of this by convincing someone to let him slip through the cracks or something. Like you never know, right? Yeah. That's the the Absolutely. one thing you can say about a lumberjack match is it could go any direction. And yeah, that I suppose makes it slightly interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I'm with you, I don't I don't know how they. They do this real mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricochet gets a little bit of a push. He fights Jinder Mahal and pretty decisively wins. Yeah. So I will say that I like the idea that they're using Ricochet. They're having an intercontinental title defense defense on the show. He wins. He's holding up the title. I don't know that Jinder Mahal does it, but I suppose if you do this a couple weeks in a row, you know, three, four weeks, he's defending the title constantly, and you keep having him win. Looks good for him. I mean, Ricochet looks like a million bucks almost every time he wrestles, mm-hmm. right? So he's... He's showing well by the defending the title. I just don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing. If they said, okay, right. you, you sat at WrestleMania. We appreciate you doing that. Let's give you a little bit of a push here. We yeah. don't have Roman, by the way. We don't know what we're doing with our heavyweight title, so let's do something with this Intercontinental yeah. title. Or if they're setting this up for somebody else to come in and take it. What do you think is happening here? Yeah, they gotta be more they gotta be consistent with the with these mid-card titles. I wanna see them defended a bit more often. I wanna see some sort of prestige restored to them because they've been such an afterthought recently. I don't think the IC title has been defended on a pay-per-view in like over a year or something. Um so yeah, I think Ricochet's a good champ. He's a good wrestler, he's you know, he's not the best on the mic, but he's he's charismatic, he's and uh so I think he's a good guy to have to in that spot right now. Yeah, I would like to see him defend it uh, every week um, for a few weeks. Um, I don't, th- I don't think taking it off of him is the right call right now because I think that makes it more difficult to restore prestige to it if it- they keep flipping it back and forth. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, by the way, we we've, we've got a couple guys on YouTube here. Ozzy's with us. He's Ozzy's always with us. We appreciate it. it says Happy Easter. Uh, happy Easter, hey, Ozzy. As well, uh, Devil James is on there. Says what's up and. Uh, 
We've got a few guys watching the show on YouTube with us right now, so we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, final match here on SmackDown was uh, Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. Uh, Riddle nails an RKO, kind of a reversal. wasn't perfect, but it was pretty. Yeah. Um, and he, he gets that one for the three counts, so Riddle kind of gets uh, exacts a slight measure of revenge uh, from the beginning of the show and, and closes it with RK Bro sort of holding the titles up. What do you figure? Uh, WrestleMania Backlash, what we know so far. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Usos versus RK Bro for the unification title. Uh, we got Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, too. It's starting to come together, I guess. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with these uni- unification titles? Do you think they're actually going to unify them? I mean, I, be- I, be- I-, I believe it when I see it, but I could- obviously I can see them actually like unifying them at least temporarily and then maybe splitting them up again at somewhere down the line. Um, I'd be surprised if the Usos didn't win, but I, I really can't. I really can't say. I really, I really. Can't. It's too hard. Too hard to. Too 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 hard to call right now. <laughs> there you go. With okay, so that was kind of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a tease towards WrestleMania Backlash. We should shuffle over or shuffle over to uh, AEW's Battle yeah, of the Two, which AEW. also includes some ring of honor stuff um, yeah so i'll let you take control of this one because you watched the show in great detail yeah so i mean this was AEW's second tv special right it was on a saturday night um these both of them neither of them have felt particularly important um despite having like title changes and stuff but the in-ring action has been solid right um as is typically the case with with AEW. um so the opening match was was uh, uh, TNT champion Scorpio Sky defending against the man that he won the title from, Sammy Guevara. Um, this this match was very, very good. I am very surprised that Sammy regained the title so soon and that Sky's reign is now over and done with and was basically just nothing. Um, they seem Third to... title, right? Third Sorry, time he's got it. Yeah, Sammy's a, Sammy's Sam, got it. Yeah, Sammy's a three-time champion now. Um, it's they they kind of are cementing a heel turn. It's a little bit difficult for him because I mean, look, the the AEW fan fans are absolutely repulsed by Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti, which because there there is something about their vibe that is quite repugnant, uh, and it's smart to actually turn them heel again to like just make or turn them heel and make them heels um, because they're just sort of naturally unlikable right now because they've got that new relationship energy that nobody likes. Um, but yeah, so, but it's hard for, it's hard to turn heel on heels, which is what he did, right? He low blowed Sky, then hit him with a GTH and won the belt. Um, but yeah, so it's, he turned heel on a heel. Could have been done better, but I'm sure they're gonna, there'll be some more cementing of that turn somewhere down the line. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about the, the, the sort of flip-flopping title here? Well, I'm with you. I think that this is about the heel turn. Uh, I'm not sure if AEW anticipated that Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara would get booed out of the building like they've been booed out of the building. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably felt the need to turn these two heel. Mm-hmm. And a really good way to do that is usually to have somebody, you didn't steal it, but have them win the title, right? Yeah. Um, and run them as, you know, an annoying couple who holds a belt and brags mm-hmm. about it. I mean, right. they've already turned, I think even Cody said it one time, they posed, you know, turned it into a, a sex toy almost, right, with one of their photos yeah. with the belt. So they were sort of disgracing the title uh, that Cody had built so hard or worked so hard to build kind of thing. Like, it does nothing to do with Cody. But my point being is that, um, you know, you have the belt. You can brag that you have the belt. You can act more like a heel because you, you got it for the third time. It just I think it all is connected, Yeah, which is probably why they did it. I think the heel turn maybe was a little unexpected. AEW was like, oh, man, <laughs> I guess we've got to do this, right? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, the fans just were not 
accepting these two. Yeah, they, they pulled the they, like it, they right? pulled the trigger on it in a way that WWE sort of rarely does. So yeah, so I guess that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's probably that's my take on why they did it. Because yeah. I'm with you. I think the Scorpio Sky run was too short. Yeah, and then uh, so next up we had a Ring of Honor match, and they did kind of change the presentation slightly here. Like there was different eye dents and uh, lower thirds here. Um, so it, to me, it seems like Tony Khan is trying to sort of. Um, rebuild this ring of honor brand by exposing it to an audience a bigger audience and then maybe we'll set it free of its own accord like i don't know if he's going to give it if it's going to get its own tv show but um i think it's smart to sort of showcase some ring of honor talent on on AEW programming um yeah gresham retained the the ring of honor title against dalton castle it's great to see dalton castle back he was i mean he's he's been back for a few months now but he was uh he, he has has had some some injury issues um former ring of honor champion himself very charismatic very solid in the ring um very flamboyant i I think he's a star personally um gresham's just like one of the best technical wrestlers in the world keeps winning me over i wasn't super into him personality wise but um every time i watch him wrestle he, he wins me over a little bit more uh yeah uh, what did you what do you think about uh ring of honor title being defended on uh, a w show jim well i certainly like the showcase like i like the idea of putting them on you know was it tnt it was tnt right? this one was on tnt yeah tnt yeah so giving them the the prime spot mm-hmm. on that is i like right because you give the chance because i mean i know you do and i know a lot of fans that watch AEW do but there's so many people who don't know who these two guys are absolutely right? yeah so to give dalton castle an opportunity to show what he's all about mm-hmm. on a major platform like this is not a bad thing yeah uh, gresham like you said is a fantastic wrestler so for them to to show that uh that said i i'm kind of curious because i saw the reactions of this match mixed mm. on social media some people right. absolutely loved it mm-hmm. and then some people took every opportunity to make fun of some of this stuff like the constant reversals out of the corner where they had it like on a video game board where they figured out how not to get hit right and they're missing all the chops in the corner yeah or the million uh you know whatever you call them sunset rolls or whatever that yeah yeah, yeah. The there where they're rolling around like mm-hmm. a i don't know some sort of dog toy right like mm-hmm. i can see how fans would be like really this yeah is what we're watching here but I can also see how other people are like, this is fantastic. It's so different. It's so weird. Right. Yeah. Um, and in a great way. So I, I don't know uh, where people will fall on this. Some people mm-hmm. are going to love it. And mm-hmm. some people are going to be like, this was weird. Like, yeah. Um, so I get both sides of it. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much of an opinion either way. I, it is a little much sometimes when you're doing like 19 chops and every single one of them is missing. Yeah, yeah. Halfway, halfway through that, you're kind of like, okay, come on. Right? Yeah, but yeah, for sure. I'm also the same guy who when you know, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura are fighting for the first time on NXT and they're beating the crap out of each other. Then all of a sudden they're standing face to face and just punching each other repeatedly. I love it. Yeah, right? for so sure. It's yeah. hard for me to go, okay, well, I hate one and love the other because it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But um, it does kind of, I can see how some fans are kind of like, eh. But I do like it. I certainly yeah. like the platform uh, mm-hmm. that they got on the show. And I think yeah. it's good for them to have those guys out in the mainstream a little. Yeah, and we're excited to see what's going to... We still don't really know what's going to happen with Ring of Honor, but I'm excited to see where it goes. And I am very happy that um, the brand is going to continue to exist. I mean, it, look, there, was a, there was a point where we didn't really know that that was going to happen. So so I'm glad that it's sticking around. And it seems... I hope that Tony Khan can can rebuild it and turn it into something different. Like, I, it, it shouldn't just be AEW, like AEW, AEW's feeder thing. or It should it could just be like its own thing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing that happen. 
so yeah, the main event, we had Thunder Rosa defending, successfully retaining her AEW uh, women's title against Nyla Rose. Um, this match was solid. Rosa is, I think, a really worthy champion. Um, I love watching her perform. I love watching her wrestle. I think she's really charismatic. Nyla is... Um, I feel like she's fodder for every new champ. I'm not sure. I feel like she's always used to um, as a like sort of measuring stick for uh, for champions and and to uh, yeah. And I feel like she's very a very generous worker. I think she um, she puts people over quite in, in a in a really solid way. Um, uh, and then, yeah, the match was good. So I, 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 what do you think about uh, Rose's uh, title reign so far, Jim? Well, I'll be honest, I didn't get the chance to watch this match, but from mm-hmm. what I did read, Nyla, Lo- Nyla Rose looked pretty good. Like, this yeah. was one of her better matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder Rose, I am with you. I think she's a legitimate uh, female champion on either brand. If she right. was in WWE, she'd be a legit threat. If she oh. was in AEW, or she is, I think she'd be a legit threat. Uh, to me, she and Britt Baker are the cream of the crop in right. that women's division. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that they've put her... I agree with you 100% on the Nyla Rose thing. She seems to be that, okay, if we need to show that this new champion that we've dubbed as worthy of holding the title is mm-hmm. really a good champion, they've got to beat Nyla Rose. Right, and so yeah. when you do that, then you're now, okay, we've got a decent champion here right yeah absolutely. Um, so i'm with you on that one i did not get to see the match so i, I do intend to go back and watch it mm-hmm. but uh i'm sold on thunder rosa and yeah. she's smart right she gets on and she does other stuff she's on busted open radio all the time mm-hmm. she's out there promoting mm-hmm. and she's been everywhere and done it she's she's got a personality enough to try to help sell that title just like Britt did so yeah um i think it's good if you're going to move on from one and go to the other i think thunder was the right choice yeah she's absolutely a star and someone you can build a division around um she's got you know she's got sort of a um i guess I, she's 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 got such a like positive friendly sort of vibe but she's also very convincing as a as a dangerous she's just very convincingly dangerous i think um, in a way kind of like oscar right you know she's fun to watch yes got that absolutely little, yeah kind of jovial fun bit, but you wouldn't want to piss her off absolutely destroy you right? yeah yeah uh, that's what thunder rose is to me in AEW. but even now because oscar's been off tv so long thunder is a more legitimate threat to me right. than oscar is and then so that was battle of the belts but on wednesday's dynamite uh this and this this was confirmed um during friday's rampage i believe um on Wednesday's Dynamite, we've got Dustin Rhodes versus CM Punk. And you can hook that into my veins, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the outcome seems pretty obvious to me. but um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how you would not have Punk over here. But yeah, Ronald, um, Dustin can pull off some pretty solid matches when he wants to. So, oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he's still got it. He's still good. got it. And I feel like them two could, pay, could, could, could can work something out that's going to be... It might not be... Compl- it might not be like poetry but i think it's going to be very very enjoyable nonetheless you know do you think it was a coincidence that this match was put together around the time that cody made a jump because both of these guys are very closely connected to cody right? yeah Obviously, right Justin yeah being the brother mm. saying things about how he's hoping cody does well and then cody sort of jumped to aew is yeah. sort of reminiscent of punk and the pipe bomb and the jump to AEW. Like, do you think this was a coincidence yeah i'm sure it was just this on purpose as some sort of way to combat the whole maybe a little bit of both right building. i think it was just good timing i think it worked out so they went with it but yeah there's definitely some yeah there was a sort of interesting element to it for sure very loosely make the connection i suppose yeah 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 
Yeah, no, it'll be good. Uh, mm. Dynamite's been been firing, and we talked a little bit about Tony Khan on the last show about mm-hmm. his comments on Twitter. You were absolutely one hundred percent right. We haven't heard a single peep right. uh, since that tweet about yeah. the bots and all that other stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll be good. WWE seems to be trending a little downwards in terms of like the big time. They they just got through WrestleMania, right? So now they're they're sort of in a little bit of a lull. They're not throwing their a game at us right now mm-hmm. it's been entertaining but it isn't like oh my gosh this is all the best stuff that we could be seeing like it would be as a build AEW starting to throw the good stuff um, yeah so maybe there's going to be a little bit of a swing of momentum here i don't know yeah for sure awesome, awesome uh well man, yeah. you know we'll we'll cut her there we won't go forever uh yeah. we'll let people watch the shows themselves if they haven't already they can mm-hmm. uh, check out dynamite this week they can go back and watch battle of the belts too if they haven't seen it um mm-hmm. and hope you guys enjoy the matches things like that we'll watch mm-hmm. raw tonight and we'll have talking raw on facebook live this evening so if you want to join us on the facebook page you can do so right after monday night raw tonight interact and talk a little bit i know ozzy and some of the guys on mm-hmm. the channel right now will be there um so yeah norman thanks man this was fun no uh, eyes man three yeah, episode yeah. three. We're going to keep doing them. Um, eventually, we might figure out more, a more regular sort of schedule, but for, right, it's going to be a little bit erratic for the time being. But um, that's all good. People keep listening. Keep, people keep watching. So no harm. Yeah, it'll be like the little drops of the nuggets of greatness when you go to like, oh, yeah, they got one today. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, and then we'll gonna... make you miss it for a week and a half or two. Yeah, exactly. We'll yeah. Get one with you. Know, you know, we're assuming that people are enjoying the show. I hope that they are. But... Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> I mean, let us know yeah, if you are. Don't let us know if you're not. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Or, or what you'd like us to talk about so that if we aren't giving you what you want, we can. Right? Yeah, That's absolutely. The idea here. Yeah. Cool. All right, Norm. All right. Well, we'll cut her off there. Happy Easter weekend. Enjoy uh, Monday and Raw tonight. I'm assuming that you'll probably be watching. Yeah. And then uh, everybody else, have a Thank fantastic you guys. See ya. weekend and holiday. Bye-bye. Yeah, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market